Hello there, and welcome to the Paranormal Puffin, a potent puffin science show. And I'm your host, Jake Thomas. And sitting here beside me is Kita, the spooky elkhound. Now this week's, or this month's episode, I'll be discussing something that is kind of cool and kind of creepy. A really cool haunted location that I first discovered after falling asleep on my recliner and waking up to one of those ghost finding shows on the History Channel or Discovery Channel or maybe it was Travel Channel, I don't remember. But we're going to have to go across the big pond here this month and head over to Scotland for this location. But I will be discussing 5e Castle. Now, 5e Castle is a really interesting place. It goes back to the 13th century when it was originally built, uh, I believe by William the Lion, and it's been owned by several different families or clans over the centuries. Uh, it's been owned by the Prestons, the Meldrums, the Suttons, the Gordons, and the Laiths, and I believe it is now currently owned by the National Trust of Scotland, I believe. But it's interesting because it kind of has par paranormal, supernatural ties in multiple ways. It has been cursed, kind of. And it also has hauntings. So I'll first discuss the curse that kind of came upon it. Which is attributed to Thomas the Rhymer, or True Thomas who is an interesting character himself. He was kind of a prophet, if you would say, uh, in the 13th century. And at one point he was taken by the Queen of Elfland to the land of the fairies. And he lived there for, I believe, seven years. And then when he returned, he was gifted with the gift of prophecy and being unable to tell a lie. And so one day this Thomas the Rhymer, he was approaching 5e Castle and I'm going to back up real fast. I forgot one kind of interesting thing about his prophecies. So he actually, one of the main prophecies that he was attributed to was he predicted the death of Alexander II in 1286. He said, On the morrow of forenoon shall blow the greatest wind ever was heard before in Scotland. And the Earl of Dunbar, who he told this to, um, didn't believe it because the next day, around the ninth hour, he's like, The weather hasn't changed. It's not going to be the worst wind we've ever heard and so he sent for Thomas the Rhymer and then at noon they got word that Alexander II had died and that really shook up things in Scotland at the time so his prophecy did come true it just didn't come true quite in the literal sense that this Earl of Dunbar was expecting so, anyways, now fast forward back to the story. 
he was coming up on 5e castle i believe he was expected there for seven years and a day before he finally arrived and then when he finally arrived it was like big storm going around but where thomas was like his immediate person was unaffected by the storm and so when he approached the castle gates the wind blew it shut and he took this you know not very nicely he was really offended by this and so he said 5e 5e what was it 5e 5e thou never thrive as long as thy in three stones there's one in the oldest tower there's one in the ladies bower there's one in the water gate and there three stones he never get and basically he was just saying that there's these three stones I believe they were taken from some church grounds uh, when the castle was built and he's like until you find these three stones you know the castle the people who own the castle will never thrive a lot of people say that means that it will never follow uh, direct succession to the eldest son which has never happened since this occurred and so it's kind of been kind of cursed like that and I believe there's been two of the stones have been found there's one that they say is built into the foundation of Preston Tower which is the oldest tower and then they found one in the charter room which is the ladies bower and that one is on display I believe and this is kind of where they get the name the weeping stones is because it said that these stones whenever anything around them is wet they'll be dry and whenever everything around them is dry they'll be wet and the one that's on display kind of shows that tendency and then the third one has not been found uh, I believe it's speculated that it's in the Ethan River I believe it's called and so that's interesting and another thing that's been kind of attributed to this curse I haven't been found as much information about it but I guess there's a secret chamber that it said if it were to be opened it would bring the death of the laird and bring blindness to their wife and according to my readings it's been opened twice and each time the laird of the castle died and one of their wives went completely blind and one of their wives uh, had vision problems for the rest of their life but that's all I could find I couldn't find out which lairds it was or when those openings happened so I don't know just how factual those events are they're not as concrete in my mind as the weeping stones and the falling into secession to the next sun stuff so that was really cool that's kind of you know Thomas the Rhymer's involvement at 5e so that's interesting that I find that really cool because you got this kind of guy who has a history of you know telling these cool prophecies he's got a lot of things attributed to him and he's kind of put a curse on this place and it hasn't 
hasn't been broken yet. And then, on top of that, 5e is also considered one of the most haunted places in Scotland. It's, I believe, it's said there's a total of nine ghosts that live there. But there's about four that are, like, the main ghosts. And I'll go over them now. So... I guess the the big ghost that is around 5e is known as the Green Lady. And it's believed that the Green Lady is Dame Lilius Drummond. And she was the wife of Alexander Sutton. And they owned or not, not owned. They had five daughters together, which kind of goes back to the Thomas Sarama curse. They've had five daughters. So can't secede to the firstborn son if there are no sons. And so Alexander Sutton, he's getting frustrated with this and he wants to have a son. And so he started to have a relationship with Lilas's cousin, Griselle Leslie, trying to have a son with her. And stories kind of differentiate here. Um, some people say that he began keeping Lilas locked away and starving her uh, so that he could have this affair to have a son. And then when her family tried to rescue her, he had them all killed in front of her. And I believe they say that room that a lot of that occurred in is now called the murder room. And then some say that she just retired to her family's home in Fife. But then they kind of join together and say that she did eventually go to Fife and that is where she died. And then shortly after she died at her family's home in Fife, Alexander Sutton and well, Griselle Leslie, they got married. And on their wedding night, they went to their chambers, which was in a tower that was and the rooms, I believe, was 50 feet in the air off the ground, from ground level. And they kept hearing a howling noise outside the window. They're having just a lot of disturbance in the night. And first they kind of just attribute it to being the wind and just natural stuff. But then eventually they checked out the window and they found carved into the stone on the windowsill D. Lilius Drummond. And ever since there's kind of been this presence of this green lady and they attribute her as being one of the main hauntings of the castle. And it's also said that she leaves behind the scent of rose petals and she often wanders the castle uh, bemoaning about the betrayal of her husband. And so it's kind of interesting. They say that when she returned to Fife, the reason of her death, because she was really young, was that she was just so heartbroken over these events. And that is what actually killed her. And now she haunts the castle. And 
I guess according to some mediums who have been there, they say that she is considered the head ghost. She rules over the other ghost in the castle. And then there's a second lady who has haunted the castle in the past. And she is known as the Grey Lady. They believe that she is Lady Meldrum. And before she died, she apparently requested to be buried in a secret chamber within the castle. And then in 1920, for some reason, the castle's gun room had to be renovated or something. And so they had to open this secret chamber that they didn't know about and in the walls what they found a skeleton and so they thought they were going to be respectful and give it a proper burial in the cemetery on the grounds well after they did that they started seeing you know apparitions they were having increased hauntings by this supposed gray lady and then when they realized that this was all going on, and when it started, they decided to move those remains back into that area of the castle and had it sealed back up. And after that, the, the sightings of this gray lady have ceased. So it's kind of like she wanted this one thing, and she got it, and she's at peace, and then they disrupted her, you know, her body, and she came back and made it known that she was not happy about that. Even though the people thought they were being respectful, they kind of did the opposite of what this person wanted. And they got it fixed, and she's kind of left, left the place in peace again. And then a third ghost that lives there is known as the Phantom Trumpeter. He's got kind of an interesting story behind him. They believe it's the ghost of a man named Andrew Laney. And supposedly he died of a broken heart when he found out about the death of this woman that he had loved named Agnes. And they say that the Phantom Trumpeter will often be seen dressed in rich tartan. Uh, he'll appear and when approached he disappears. And they say that the sound of his trumpet kind of could mean the death of someone coming up. And at first, that's kind of all I found about him was that little description. But then I did a little more digging, and I found out that he lived in the 18th century. And him and... Can't really read my notes. I believe it was the Laird of the Castle at the time. They both fancied the same woman, this Agnes lady. And so they took this Andrew Lamy and he got sold into slavery and sent to the West Indies. And at some point he was able to escape or buy his freedom, I'm not real sure, but he returned to Scotland, returned to Fivey Castle, and when he returned, he had found out that Agnes had died. And he was just so heartbroken that he died over the news of this. And 
episode then he's they say that before he died he swore that he would have his revenge on the Laird for not having him sent into slavery and not being able to be with the woman that he loved because he was jealous of their relationship and so they, that's kind of why they say that the sound of his trumpet um could signify the death of the current Laird of the castle. And then there's a little girl named Annie who can be seen uh, in the stairwells often. And supposedly she enjoys having people visit the castle. They uh, say that people that have reached out to her say that Annie says she likes having people there. She enjoys, you know, having people to play with. Like, she enjoys being able to share the space with people. And she's just an innocent little girl. And now, the final ghost that they have that haunts Spivey, his name is John Pollock. And apparently he's the only ghost in the castle that can be harmful. They say that he stays in the library which is where the mask that they had on him when he was hung is on display. And he, wa he was hung for murder so he was a violent man apparently in this life and he continues those violent tendencies in the next. But they say that the green lady as she is the head ghost, she prevents him from doing harm to anybody in the castle. But he does wish to do harm to people. And I guess there's been reports of people who are more sensitive to uh, spirits and stuff. They say that when they go to the library, they get nauseous and can't stay in there because just the strong negativity that this John Pollock puts out but like I said the green lady doesn't allow him to do harm because she is the head ghost apparently and but I just find that just really kind of crazy that this one there's just this one malicious spirit there but he's not able to actually do harm so I guess that's a good thing for th for the green lady <laughs> but that's really kind of interesting and those are all like the major ghosts. Uh, I know I said there's about nine that are known. I think I covered about five or six. But those are the only ones that I could really find any substantial information about. But yeah, so it's Spivey Castle. It's somewhere I've always wanted to visit. I hope someday I will get to. And yeah. I just, I just really think the whole head ghost thing is cool. I'd never heard about that until researching uh, 5e Castle. So I find that kind of interesting that there's a head ghost for the location. They kind of, you know, keep the other spirits in check. That's really a, an interesting concept. I'm going to have to look more into and see if that's a common thing in places that have more than one hauntings. Yeah, that's really all I got. If you have any cool stories about 5e, if you've ever visited 5e, 
I had any encounters there, I'd love to hear about them. You know, you can leave a review and mention it or send me an email at potentpuffin at gmail.com. Send me a message on Twitter or something. Let me know your experiences with 5e. I really love to hear about them. Or if you're watching on YouTube, throw down a comment. You know, tell me what you know about 5e. I'd love to hear about it. And so, yeah, I look forward to doing some research for the next Paranormal Puffin for June. And I hope you all enjoyed this. And stay spooky, y'all. Enjoy. Enjoy what you enjoy. And I'll catch you all on the next episode.